Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. On the fans, it's, it's one for them, isn't it? I know it's a cliche, ah, it's, but it really is. Listen, it's incredible. You know, I. I didn't know what to do. I stayed a little bit out for the players. Then I came in, and then I went out when everybody was gone. And, and it's an incredible day. I know how important this is, and I know how happy they're going to be. So I don't think it's a better way to celebrate Christmas uh, beating Newcastle. Some smiling faces in here today since we've been doing the show. We've won every derby game, so we'll take credit for that. Long may I continue. This is Wise Men Say. We're in association with the Love Supreme, and we're talking the derby game tonight. Smiling faces, that's for sure. Craig, would you like to do your Steve Bruce? That's for uh, sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. So I don't want memories of him. <laughs> well, we're playing him this weekend. He's the last one to lose one, isn't he? Mm, that's yeah. the voice, voice of Craig Clark, as I'm sure you're aware. He was here last week as well, back by popular demand, <laughs> partly. Mainly because I forgot to sort some guests out, so Gareth, Gareth hastily encouraged Craig to come yesterday. Uh, Gary Foster's also here, freelance journalist, and he's not one who's ever held back on his Sunderland affiliation like some journalists, loud and proud Gary, as ever. Oh yes, well, uh, unless I'm standing the Gallagher, I'm always. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, I'm um, going to hear from Gus first of all to start the show, you heard from him at the start there obviously, that was Gareth working for Sun FM, going to hear from him on... The four wins in a row now, if I can sort myself out. I think that's what I like to be. You know, me as a person, as a sport man, I always want to be remembered for something nice, you not know, for the bad side. And, uh, and we've been doing a few, you know, even in a difficult season last season, we, we broke a few records. And uh, to be in this one is, is a very special one. I'm, I'm sure that if you really are top, top and crazy Sunderland fan, you will remember this run of games because there is no better feeling. Top, top, crazy Sunderland fan. Craig, you're in that bracket. That's <laughs> three in a row now for you at St James, is it? Yeah, I've only been to three and we've not conceded and scored seven. So How does that rate? It's up there, isn't it? It's up there. It the rate in terms of less hostile from the Newcastle fans every time because they're kind of expecting uh, it, this now. It's, it's funny, you can't really... Like, I've been positioned near the big telly every time I've been there. It's like miles away from any of their fans, Like quite literally. They're either like, Right, that I'm. I'm always near the back as well, so they're either too far down to here or too far to the side. And then you notice them pipe up about two or three times, singing that tune, tune <laughs> crap, and then they just fizzle Very out again. Of yeah. That one, isn't it? yeah, it's great. Aye. But um... as my football hating friend Chris said, tune. Why do they say that? They're a city, aren't they? He's got a point, like, what are, What exactly are they on about? Don't try and reason with them, Craig. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not reasoning with them. I'm no, reasoning I'm just, at just saying, them. There's I'm a just difference. saying, don't, don't. I like, you, I like the term of them. <laughs> don't engage, <laughs> don't engage with them. them. Um, I just want to know what people thought before we get on the game. I, I thought both managers conducted themselves well afterwards. Gareth, obviously, you spoke to Gus, you heard from Pard, you there wasn't really any excuses from him. He credited Sunderland as well. Well. I thought it was interesting. Now, come, by his standards, by his standards, he was quite of, respectful as well. Wasn't he was borderline wanted to say it was a moral victory because <laughs> he went for it, chucked the kids in well, and went 4-4-2. Well, more on that later. First, we'll hear more focus <laughs> again on the game in general. First, I, I said it then, and I think it's important to repeat this. It's a, it's a very difficult moment because I'm very, you know, respectful and uh, and to celebrate the goal in the last minute away from home against the biggest rival. And maintain that calm is difficult, and uh, I, I hope that what we show it was as much respect as you can celebrating a goal or a victory. So we didn't try to do nothing more than celebrating with our fans. It's incredible. If you give me the chance, three nil or one nil in the last minute, oh, you put me in a big difficult position because the feeling that you have winning the game the way that we done it today is is unforgettable, and uh, and we needed that. We needed that, you know, every week something happened, we couldn't win, we couldn't score. To do in this game at that moment in time is, is very special. I said it to everybody, so I'm going to be fair with you and I'm going to tell you as well. We were changing Jono before he scored uh, because we were looking for someone to go in behind. Now, just before the change was ready to be made, Jono made a run in behind, checked back and missed the chance. And because he done that, he's still on the pitch. So that moment 
is the moment make us or made us win the game. Because then we decided to change corner, or I decided, sorry. And then Jono goes to win the game for us. So there is moments. Uh, but the idea was to keep going in behind and it was never to take a, a striker to put a winger thinking on defending. It was to try to get that break. Okay, Gareth, you mentioned what, what part you did there, the substitution you made. We might as well start with that then. Uh, we need to thank him for taking a strike off and putting a midfielder on. See, this is what happens when you go for it, isn't it? What? We, we what? Needed... I think you got that the wrong way around. Yeah, he, got the wrong way around. Uh, he brought CC on. CC on. What a striker, not a midfielder. Well, he yeah, brought Armstrong on first, you know? didn't he? He got the what wrong way around. He, he said right. he took, yeah. sure you said it the other way around. Yeah. Well, he put a strike on. That's going for it, obviously. Or the other one wouldn't be going for it, would it? I'm just kidding you, right? This is what happens, though, isn't it? Who did Armstrong come on for? Um, uh, was wasn't it for Goof, Obi? was it? Oh, Goofran, it might have been Goofran, <laughs> yeah, the Goofran. Um, yeah, so that was like, but oh, the, he's a Geordie, let's, yeah, let's put him on. You're saying about Pardew um, trying to claim a, a moral victory, and, and Phil Neville on Match of the Year too, saying Pardew shouldn't be too downhearted because he went for it. No, 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 that yeah. decision has lost you the game. You know, you're losing against your derby rivals every game. Don't lose, first and foremost. Mm. Make a decision like that. This is what we keep telling people, you know. We aren't just idiots talking on a radio show. Well, we are, maybe. But, you know, we <laughs> there is something behind what we're saying, isn't there? Know your place in the Premier League hierarchy and going for it. This is what happens, Gary, when you go for it. Throw the kids in. Two up front. Three up front. And they've lost the game because of it, haven't they? They have, but and I'm glad they have. But It's <laughs> um, <laughs> put um, that one out there. You, I, I think sometimes we're too negative. I think sometimes he takes... A striker off or plays a striker in the wrong position and I'm not trying to be a downer on a day like today but I can see why Pardew did it and plays the backfired but um, I don't know I think that Armstrong had about three or four goals a goal alright none of them were really dangerous it was more the second substitution that killed it for yeah. him wasn't it um, well yeah but I mean he's been banging the goals in for them hasn't he he's been coming off super subs so you can see why he tried it didn't work champion yeah. <laughs> I was happy when he did that Craig what did you think second could change you, you reek, reeked of Steve Bruce it was like I remember losing against them at home 1-0 I think it was only one and uh, he, I think we actually ended the game with nine men but he brought Bruce brought Wickham on I think and that he already was, had a yeah. couple of strikers on and it, his tactic was literally have strikers on in a line up front <laughs> and hope they score there was no way of actually finding them creating a chance for them and I felt like throughout the game they had possession, but unless Sissoko was going to do a bit of magic and like burst through using his fit, sort of pace and physicality, or or Perez might have, you know, he he was quite lively. Um, they, they weren't really going to create anything, and I don't think that bringing Papa Cisse on for Czech Teote is going to create a chance. He's only going to score. I mean, I talked to a number of Newcastle fans today at work, and none of them think he's a footballer. He's just a goal scorer. So you bring him on, but you've they never had a creator on the pitch, really, besides Sissoko. Maybe Perez dropping deep might have fashioned something, but it just never... It, it Their shots were all long-range, apart from Armstrong getting in behind that time, but he actually made the wrong decision. He should have squared it for Sissoko, mm, and yeah. they would have took the lead. and Probably would have won the game, because he then wouldn't have gone back and taken mm. off a defensive midfielder and brought a striker on. Now, I'm not saying if he'd brought CC on rather than Armstrong that would have happened because CC probably wouldn't have passed the ball he's not that type of player either but technically he lost the game I thought as soon as he's done that Poyet's got them here he, he, that's what he wanted mm -hmm. because they pressed the possession oh, so much higher take and we control had, of the game don't we had, and we had three yeah. or four brilliant opportunities the control on the, the game for about 35 minutes in the first half but then you just surrender in the last element of control you have by I doing think that aren't you they were just desperate I thought like, well, I mean Looking, but I don't think Pantelimon actually made a save until the second half, did he? Well, he, no, made, he made a couple early on where they. Well, not like, they I, mean, like a, a, mm. a, I mean, mm. like a. I mean, like a save where that was going to be a goal if he. Mm. I think some of them were like, you could have threw your yeah. cap on a couple yeah. of them and stopped yeah. it. But I think like he made a couple of decent saves or good saves in the second half, and that was the only time there, really. Mm. Whereas we had excellent chances and, and just did just not test Manic <laughs> at all. I mean. Even after we scored and we'd won the game, I couldn't get that Gomez chance out of my head. It was just running through on a loop. It was like a vine in my mind. 
It was just like it was bizarre that he how decided. Did he decide to use? What did he decide to do? Well, you use the side of his foot. He sort of he sort of turned in. That's not like Gomez. No, he's a cool. You would put money on him to be cool. Put his laces through. Not even that. I'd have expected him to take several touches, three or four minutes to make a decision, and then maybe he's put his foot through it. He's the last one I would expect to be right. It was like when we played them a few years a few years ago. We drew ones each and a chance for Landy Reid in the last couple of minutes as well. Can you remember that where his left foot and he missed? Vaguely, it's and that was one of the ones yeah. where you were thinking, oh, I think you wanted that to fall uh, anybody, Reed. and it felt to read, mm. and he put it wide. I think. I, I think really that was when Sabregi was in charge when I he drew a one-one. I don't really know what what he was like doing. Like what what was <laughs> it, like his body shape? He seemed to get himself in the most unnatural position, and then kind <laughs> of like it was like you know like half time when they do the penalties against. Samson the cat and like a five year old <laughs> comes on to take one and does that. that's what it was um, like it was bizarre he was really good in the game as well I he, couldn't get over the Wickham miss either the header yeah. yeah that was bizarre I, I, I mean I, I, I just put Wickham off a little bit with that I mean, I, I, my my him. first reaction was to scream. I could have scored that. <laughs> and there's people who play with me on a Saturday morning that didn't disagree, so it must have been easy. <laughs> well, there's a few people from where we were. It looked a good chance, but maybe not as good as some people have said who've seen it on the telly. You know, you get one look of it, you're right up, mm. um, and I haven't seen it again since. But the impression I'm getting is maybe he should. And something I get the impression with Wickham and his general players. Use your strength, use your physicality. The one time he did was to wipe Anik out. Now, I think if that wasn't Anik in goal, if that's Tim Crowley, doesn't get booked. He, I think he's booking him because mm. it's a weak keeper who's had yeah. a lot of press. And the, and, the, and the chances are the party only stuff have gone up the ref before the game. Yeah, so these are going to target like the keeper ref, them. keep an eye on it. But you would do as well. Anybody would do that. Why didn't he do that uh, at the know. back post? Yeah. And just go. This is my ball. I'm going to score this. Anik wasn't anywhere near it. That's why. Yeah. So all right. <laughs> he's, so, maybe he's that. Uh, Shall we say thick? He can only do exactly you know, what we, he's talking. We talked about about Conor Wickham's decision making. I think you know that is again. It's going to come, isn't it? Twenty-one. I think he's prepared. Hope so. He's getting he's getting better every week. I think he's like from that position. Um, he's learning it and he's doing quite well. He I played a great ball the second half. Well, I don't, I don't yeah. think he had a bad game. I just thought that was a really yeah, bad no, miss. No, it was. Oh, yeah. And, and he could probably might have done better with uh, the header from Virginia's cross as well. Mm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I think he, that was he, weak. Because there wasn't a lot of power on the cross, but at the same time, he's you know he's a powerful bloke. You would have thought he'd be able mm. to direct it, like maybe go back across the keeper, yeah. a bit it's like Fletcher did against it's Palace. As if, like you say, mm. there wasn't loads of power. It's as if he was he was thinking about trying to generate as much power yeah. as he could, rather than trying to move it to one side of the direct keeper. Direct yeah, speaking of Fletcher, great. Well, I want to ask well, I want to yeah. ask you about that because you know obviously when you're at a game, it's different from watching it through the TV screen. Now, I watched the game, it looked like Fletcher done okay, but everybody who would, who was there. Made a comment on how outstanding it was. So. Movement, control, possession. I can't can't sing his praises highly enough. Lone striker role, that's uh, not a worry for him. Phenomenal, anymore. like phenomenal. That moment when he got the ball down on the halfway line, he had four defenders, uh, and he just held it, took a pass one, held it, took a pass another, then played it wide, and it was just absolute you know, quality. He had a little bit of extra pace around him somewhere. Ideal. Like he's starting to look like he fits. It, Gus has really done that with a couple of them, hasn't he? It's, it's, it's probably the one thing it's that's encouraging that's that the work missing, missing, isn't it? it? Yeah. Well, Gareth, Gareth asked um, Gus about Fletcher. You went with Allardyce last week to try and stretch teams, and this week it was Fletcher, and he was dropping in. He was magnificent, wasn't he? I think it's. Uh, I don't want to exaggerate. You know, I preferred Fletcher when he scored two, uh, but I, I think today he had one of his best games for us. His touch, his movement, his, the way he pulled out, even the last pass for the goal, it, it was magnificent. And, uh, and they're willing to get in there and try to score. If Seb at the end he pulled it back, he was there trying to tap in. So uh, I'm pleased for him. I, I know how difficult it is for the strikers. And, uh, and it was something that Fletcher wanted to play was here because he missed the last two. So it was an important day for them. Still thinking it's gone, sign a striker probably, Gary, in January. But it's encouraging that Fletcher's starting to take to that lone, lone striker role because we've all questioned it. Historically, and I think we were justified in doing so, and he's improving every week. Yeah, I, I thought he was excellent yesterday, and, and I think he's had some great games. Um, he seems to be getting. Um, I think last season we were worried that he just wasn't getting his fitness back at all, and he, he looked it's shot like a right off a little last bit. Season, yeah, wasn't it? apart from and, the goal against Newcastle, was and, pretty much a write off. Yeah, and but it, yeah, I think he's been getting better and better with each game. Um, I think we all know that we need goals. 
um, and and that's something it's missing from our play. So yeah, we're doing it straight. But I think we also the side seems to badly lack pace at times. You know, we play this possession football, which is great, and when we look to burst out, sometimes we just can't get away from opposing teams, defenders, and stuff like that. And, I think just a little in, injection of pace somewhere in the side made a huge difference. Kind of wish, kind of wish Adam Johnson had an extra yard of pace. But he wouldn't be playing for Sunderland if he did, would he, Craig? <laughs> Realistically, uh, well, I don't think he's that. No, uh, no, he's sluggish. not. He's, he's, not, not, he's no, not. But I think if he, he was a little bit faster, he would be. I think he's a decent rib, Like he can dribble with the ball at a decent pace. It's like he's not, but he's not going to hair onto the end of a ball and behind, and that's the kind of pace we're missing. And like, you know, he tries, but like that's kind of what he's brought Buckley in for, and. I know he sort of laid the pass off for the goal, but Jesus, he's dreadful, isn't he? I thought he did okay. Oh, God, he just keeps I spooning the ball off the pitch it's, it's all the time. It's interesting this opinion on, on, on Buckley. It's more, very Marmite, isn't it? You see, people are sort of hating him, mean, he, people he loving didn't him. Do, he didn't do... Uh, I thought he did... He, he was trying to... Like, Gus had a very like had a very specific idea for what he wanted to do, and he was frustrating when he got gave the ball away, but... The two key moments at the end of the game, he was involved in the goal and he nearly well, set up Larson up with yeah. a fantastic pass. True, um, and that in sometimes you got to think if you can mm. if he if you sacrifice giving the ball away a couple of times for two good moments, it's then just, is it worth it? It's you the know? manner he gives it away. Sometimes is uh, does, he doesn't look. He doesn't look. Um, he's like the kind of antithesis of Gomez who looks like, you know, looks very nice <laughs> and everything. Um, and then you've got Buckley at the other end of the scale who doesn't. So I'm sure he's got a part to play, um, and he's, he has done. He's, he's, he's laid off yeah. a couple of goals. Good squad player, now, isn't he? For what, considering yeah. the price, you know what you paid but, for him. But you, 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 what you, I mean, didn't pay, I, you didn't pay like sort of six, seven million quid for him. So, but if we want some pace in the team to supplement Fletcher, it's got to be better than him. Yeah, I think that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I think. Well, he also he's. I know Alvarez isn't quick, and Jack, I wouldn't. Jack Rooney's not exactly lightning, but they're two players in his position who are going to. Come into it more in the next couple of months. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, we keep saying that. Well, I remember doing a podcast yeah. about a month ago saying Jones and Jack Ray will be back next game because yeah. that's what Gus was saying, and then it's just week after week after there's week. A lot, there's a lot of talk, there's been a lot of talk about, I know it's just paper talk and, and what have you, but there's been a lot of talk about Jack Rainey going back home, hasn't there? I don't think that'll happen. I don't, I don't think that. it'll happen either because he's on more well, money here he's than on he treble the wages home, yeah. that he was back home when he was winning stuff for. But he, uh, I mean, Gus was saying we haven't got. That that's not one of the clips that we've got, but he was saying about Alvarez. He's desperate to get him in, like he. But he like Alvarez is desperate to play, but he doesn't know where he doesn't know where to play him. He doesn't know how to use him yet in that Paul system. Could be the game for that, I think. And it will. I think he'll come in for for Wickham. You'd imagine because he's suspended. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd, you'd imagine well, Alvarez. I would have thought that there. was. I mean, obviously, I don't see him in training every day like Gus does and one of you, but I would have thought that would be more as a. Not a straight swap in terms of what each player gives you, but in terms of where you're going to play mm. them, I would have thought that's probably yeah. a good fit for, for the whole game. Yeah. Well, the way Fletcher's playing it, and he's he's ability to link it up and stuff, you'd think, well, someone who's a little bit more technical like Alvarez, and <clears throat> and obviously you've got Johnson probably, there's potential for a bit of link up there. And, and Gomez was finding a lot of space mm. in that like sort of third between the, the sort of midfield and forwards which we haven't really seen him do a great deal of well, until now which was encouraging we talked about that on the end of the live podcast didn't we about you know it was important to win the second ball on the edge of our own box and then use it properly and find that third midfielder and they did that a number of times where Gomez had space to run into um, and Johnson later on Definitely. I think my argument with him playing centrally still stands. I think that was proof of it. Well, I think the, his goal and the chance he missed just before that. If Chatterini's still around, I think that was further evidence. Not nothing against Gomez, who I thought had a, a good game. But imagine if you were getting it to him rather than Gomez in those areas. And you think about last season and mm. the bit, the sort of performances he was putting in in that kind of position. You think, well, you know, that, that will be quite exciting mm. um, if if he is available ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Billy be, Jones is going to have to be rushed back. I think now. Well, he was he, the defense. Like, the defense thing's interesting, Gareth. Isn't it? Did mm. you sort of notice as we we were warming up? Because one of my mates just pointed out to me, I missed it on the telly. And says, obviously, if you saw the development there about Riviere getting injured, and that made me panic a little bit. If I'm being honest, because oh, well, I thought they were they've been planning for this all week, and I just had visions of Quatnes playing fullback, and just I, I wasn't happy at all. I saw, well, I saw, like I saw, um, <laughs> off the bench, the uh, the Dotner came on, and I was like. Oh, Dutton's there. I was thinking, 
It would be terrible if someone had been injured in the warm-up and then Ravier came over and he was, <laughs> couldn't couldn't walk. And I was like, oh, this is good. And that, that was <laughs> it. I was thinking... Then Bridcut and uh, Quattas went over and were warming up a bit more vigorously. Mm. So I was thinking, well, uh, your option is he goes Bridcut at, at, at right-back. Oh, God, no. Not after Southampton. Or left-back or whatever. Mm. Or you, you go with Quattas. Yeah. And, and he went with Quattas and... They were they were all a bit shaky in the first mm, ten minutes, yeah. but I guess it's you know, natural. You got to give quite credit for coming in so late. Even Maybe that helped two him. Minutes, even after two minutes, he, he didn't help. He didn't help the situation by well, getting a, looked, up a boogle. And a I, thought, dive. Oh, he I thought that was a dive. Really, I haven't seen it again. Mm. These oh, two, I, I think it was a foul. I'm not sure it was a yellow card. I mean, he, he, I, the one thing I always go on about, and I know everybody else does as well. I'm not alone. Is consistency. Now I want, I'd love to have been able to ask the referee a question yesterday because the best time to ask a referee a question is when, you, when you've won so it doesn't sound like sour grapes and I'd love to ask him how come Catamore gets <laughs> two mm. Quartes gets one Czech Teal gets seven like, um. I, I mean if it was a standing joke yesterday like, mm. how many times does Teo get to foul somebody before you eventually mm. do something do about Cat- it do you think Catamore's foul after 10 seconds has helped influence the ref in that way he's thought you know because arguably he would have he's been booked St James before for that yeah. hasn't he uh, well, Catamore yeah. going against what most people think I actually like I actually like him doing that because I it think w- if you can pick yes, up a free one and you don't get booked <laughs> it, was, it just um, lets them know you know it lets right, them know you're here it was the right level of uh, yeah, it was the right I, level I, of hack mm, it was like not hacky yeah, enough I, to get a, <laughs> to get a yellow card I'd have card. preferred it to have been Slightly less sort of petulant. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think he would have been quite justified to flash a yellow there. I, he would have exactly. I, and I think I'd I love think, to give team go through somebody fifty-fifty and li- lift that genius. Yeah, well, like, like, that like he did, <laughs> like he did a few years ago with Tiote, didn't he? In, in the first few seconds, he did get through that game. But I think you mentioned you mentioned there about the yellow card perhaps being hard for quite as you don't think that that's had a bearing as well because Catamores went and he thought okay I'm not going to boot yeah, if it's yeah. 10 seconds in and then 10 seconds later somebody else does it and he thinks okay I've, yeah, got, then, a, I've, got, I've, got, a, I've got a short card but, here and uh, stop the authority on things was a stupid fellow I'm not sure I'm not sure it's strong enough to be a boot but like like, like again going back to the same point like how many of Toyotes were bookings before he actually got booked? I mean, we were screaming for Callback as well. Was a little lucky after. I think after he's Lockhart. the one I wanted to mention because. Well, I think it, we should definitely spend some time talking well, about him. There's <laughs> not much to say because he did pretty much nothing. But that's what I'm great, it's, great how we, it's great how he's in all the photos. Well, well the, so you, know, you see so all of the photos of players cuddling and, yeah, and what the Southern players are elated on one side yeah, and then that, call that back sheer dejection <laughs> on the other side, isn't it? It's but, great. Uh, that's great. I mean, in, I, sorry, I I haven't got anything against the kid. I interviewed him a couple of times, nice kid, and and he's he's done what he's done contract-wise and what have you. But when they started rewriting folklore that he was some kind of genius yeah. of a football, he was good, steady away player. He did a good job for us and, and didn't let Sunderland down or whatever. But all of a sudden, he moves thirteen mile up the road and he becomes this masterclass <laughs> of football. It just it, it was absolute nonsense. I completely agree there, and um, <clears throat> I think there's a few things. I think he was lucky not to get sent off. There was a moment in the second half Definitely. where the referee played advantage, and we didn't really have much of one. But it meant he didn't have to book him, and I think it was a yellow card, and he would have, he would have had to send him off. So it was an easier option to give the advantage. Fair play to the ref, like giving the advantages, and later on actually yeah. led to the goal. Yeah. So we're not going to be too harsh on him. Yeah. But I think they made it a big mistake, and I know it wasn't just Newcastle; it was the media at large, like Sky and stuff, because he's crossed the divide. But they put him on the front of the program. He's been mouthing off all week. Made, made it about him the game, didn't they? Well, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. They've made the game about someone who's essentially a sideways passing midfielder. Not a game changer, not a game winner. He's not an Adam Johnson or, for them, a Sissoko or potentially a Perez. You're talking about someone who, at best, is going to keep the ball, maybe win it back for you. And he was virtually anonymous. anonymous. Like, but it's like, like, kind of like all eyes were on him as well. Yeah, and it's just, yeah. it just wrong play to make the main man for you if, if you're Newcastle. Completely the wrong player. They just don't have a... He watched, I said it before, they just don't have a plan. You watch them and it's like, we'll get the ball to Sissoko and then he's going to run with it. I mean, Sissoko, British first time managers, I've seen him... It's a thing with British managers. First time I've seen it. him um, that close up um, and he was really impressive. Superb, I thought he was excellent and... You know, he's, you just think if they lose him, they're going to be in trouble. But the same, the same. If you go back with Newcastle over the years or whatever, they've had individuals and the 
it's under Pardew, it's like, we'll <laughs> build a team around this one person. When I say build a team around them, have one good player and make them do everything. And then when they go, they've, they've just looked, all they can do is try and find a replacement and for if that they one did player. Go now, they'd be in trouble, wouldn't they? Well, there's, like, there's no, te- there's no, there's no, no team there. It's no. just, I mean, Perez, he's done exceptionally well for a young lad to come over from the Spanish second division to play as well as he has, and he looked good yesterday. Did, yeah. And he was unlucky with that shot they looked it was in for money from where I was sitting and uh, what a save by Pantillamon I thought that was better than the, the I thought that was better than the tip over from yeah, Sissoko he'd done Wes Brown as well he'd done um, well long range shots that. Gareth because right. like you say that there's no creativity particularly in their team and I was saying to someone at work uh, a Newcastle fan you could you could argue they had in, per, in Perez and, and Sissoko maybe the two best players on the pitch so you give them nines each right um, but the rest of their team were fives whereas we were all eights Mm. Like the, we were a team, we beat them as a team. Whereas they had two individuals, and I agree with you, the hang the team on one individual. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. They don't build it, they hang it. It's like a coat hanger. It's like the hope and he's going to like coat fashion hanger something. You, you're, not the, not, you're not the best for coat uh, hanger. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of That's old, a story for another day. A bit yeah. of old banter there, bringing the <laughs> yeah. banter back from the but past. I, I, I mean, I don't want to focus talking about them too much, but... Well, coat hangers. They, they, their, best, <laughs> well, their best spells came when Sissoko was able to have an influence. Then there were periods when he had no influence and they did nothing. And then as soon as he rose to prominence and... Uh, we struggled with him because he's a big physical lad. Did people say his tweet? Who's? The so cool. No, I didn't, know he, I didn't even know he was <laughs> on the Twitter. <laughs> um, he tweeted something on the night saying, um, very, very sad this, this evening after losing to bitter rival Sunderland and then just posted a picture of himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look just, that up later. Just, just a picture like of himself. Like a frowny look, face. Looking into the camera. Really? No, looking just sad. looking in the camera. <laughs> not even looking sad. Just a normal, <laughs> just a normal, in, just a normal indifferent <laughs> face. Looking in the camera, saying very, very something about losing a rival Sutherland, and then just post a picture of himself. He's got some. No, he didn't. He, he must have someone who's controlling his Twitter account who's completely misjudged what this game is. Like that's bizarre. Yeah, but, go and look it up now. If you're listening now, look it up. Now right. If you um, <laughs> if you uh, look at Newcastle generally, though, and I was at the game yesterday, I went along with a couple of Northern Echo lads and talking to Richard um, at half time. Uh, sorry, after the game, and he was saying about. How you know you, just an example of the differences between the organisation of the two teams is when Stephen Taylor went off, nobody dropped in. Like well, no, I think the Dummett went to no, the centre back. I, but nobody from midfield dropped in. Like there was still there was essentially a three. It's the sort of t- so, so yeah. it's just you know someone's got to take that responsibility from the middle of the park because you're going to distort your shape completely if mm. you you essentially go into a back three. It's I don't know. It's just a, there's no game intelligence. When you watch well, them, it's like let's get bodies in here. Look at the bloke who's managing them. Well, yeah, but the passes is up. But he went for it, so it's <laughs> fine. Yeah, All people are listening. They've locked it up now. Yeah. This that's, go- that's, that's probably the worst sad face I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bizarre. Someone wow. should. Did anyone tweet? <laughs> it's bizarre, isn't it? Someone yeah. should tweet. I like how he's done some smileys on your phone. He's done some angry emoticons. My own face is doing just neutral, but angry emoticons do emotion for me. Didn't he uh, make? Didn't he make a comment as well? I haven't read it, but I'm sure I read that he'd made a comment uh, saying that he admired Arsenal yesterday as well, or something like that. I'm not oh, sure. I'll send uh, the papers <laughs> in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> send a room milling overdrive. Anyway, I, you know the many faces yeah. of Musa Sissoko. Yeah, but let's not worry about yeah, them. Forget too them. Much. Exactly, exactly. We won. No, we won, like, yeah, no, but you know. Yeah. That, 
Get the it's nice to in. stick the boot in. <laughs> All right. I All mean, right. God, Enjoy that, God, Goofran. Jesus. <laughs> he's appalling him. And Sammy Amiobi is the most bizarre footballer. You think Gomez is bizarre. <laughs> He, he was skinning Virginie, but it was like, that doesn't really matter, because he's just going to hoof it to the other side of the pitch. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how he can kick it so far with those legs, because it doesn't look like he's got any power in them whatsoever. I don't know, I mean, I've seen his first touch, that goes quite a far away, so he really puts his mind to it. You know. His brother's obviously been teaching him. Newcastle trying, like, not to try and take advantage of our full-back situation enough, do you feel? They didn't at all, it's not yeah. good enough to do it. No, especially when you think, like Gareth said, fairly nervy early doors, and O'Shea gave one away, horrendous, lost the ball horrendously, and they nearly went through and scored, and you're thinking, oh dear, they're going to have a right mm. go to me yeah, and a exactly. test him out, and they, they didn't bother. There was nearly one <laughs> of the greatest... Because was up against him. <laughs> there was one of the, nearly one of the greatest derby glolls ever. In the in the first half, when Jack Anik threw the ball past oh, Colachini, yeah. yeah. and Adam Johnson was about a yard from a tap in yeah. before I, he recovered, I can't remember. that would have been amazing. Someone was talking to me about this at work, and I was like nodding, like, like what's he talking about? I oh, can't it was remember. brilliant! He was yeah, like, he, calm, he was like, got the yeah. ball, and he was like, calm down, lads, calm down. <laughs> and he was like, Colachini <laughs> shot out the slide, yeah, didn't he? Had he, a slide. he was, away. He was like, like Johnson was in. Oh, it was, a, it was just a tap in for Johnson if he if he hadn't slid it away. Do you know what it is? As much as I would hate to see it happen to a young lad, but <laughs> he, he would have went a bit if if, oh, if we oh, if we oh, scored yeah. there, it would have just been like yeah. you might as well have just lined up to have a shot after that because he would have been <sighs> shot a bit, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. It's um, well, it's in, that's the first time I think we've beaten them when Colachini's played as well. Is it? Um, I think. Bobby Moore. Uh, well, he's finished, isn't he? He looks he looks rotten. I mean, I don't know what I don't know about you. I mean, obviously only seen it once, but what. He, for the goal of all over the place. That foul on Fletcher was, uh, was shocking. That was awful. That flying knee. And, and that's as well. I think you know it's hard not to imagine that that wasn't deliberate because Fletcher's had problems with his back. Agreed. As well. That's what I was seeing. Yeah. And also, but he was in behind as well. He'd misjudged. Like, he'd, yeah. He wasn't going for the ball. He was going for the man. He'd misjudged it because Fletcher had spanned him. Yeah. He, he was in. He was in. Um, but that was right in front of me, and he, he absolutely smashed him. And they were furious. Poyet was. Swearing his head off at the, the oh my god! Oh yeah, my god! Yeah, you like saying oh my god? That's the that's the um, <laughs> that's the word of the moment on the bench after out the door the other week uh, when he was like oh my god when uh, <laughs> yeah yeah Aguero, yeah it is. when Aguero scored yeah. and like I noticed it's now creeping into press conferences and that with uh, as long as you don't start showing it away, oh, yeah, yeah, I was that was that was Tarragal personified at the end wasn't it? Wasn't it? Brilliant! Oh, Just man. a sheer joy in his face. Add that thrust from Quetz as well as a must see. I know it's, it's a, bizarre. I know. That Just was... in the background, a little like <laughs> yeah. <cock> <laughs> I can't think of a better way to yeah. put it. <laughs> it's a swing. That's what it is. Aye, aye, aye. But it's, it's a, a swing. It's almost imperceptible. It's so I subtle. I know. <laughs> it's, it's Catamore passes him. He's just like oof. <laughs> We're going on about ba- badge kissing and that, but you know what? Seb Larson can kiss kiss it as long as he wants because he'll probably finish his career here now. And yeah. what? Awesome. Um, uh, where's this? Where's this energy come from? I don't know. Because I tell you what, there's been plenty of times in the past when I've slagged him off, and I think well, been that's it, Gary. I mean, I'll hold yeah. my hands up. He's been fantastic. I said last week that you know there's, there's never been a, a Sunderland player that I've changed my opinion as much t- towards um, than. than and Seb Larson again though like the Fletcher thing though I think previous criticism has been justified it's, it's him isn't mm-hmm. it he, he's changed as a player I don't and know because eventually he's been given he's been given a better role by, by Poyet mm-hmm. he's been given a specific role rather than just a headless chicken he was under Martin O'Neill and De Canio but you know he's still no, I think I mean, Canio sold him down the river by playing him in a midfield too I mean he well, can't I know, play O'Neill, O'Neill did that first as well to be fair uh, yeah, and I, yeah. I, I yeah to be it fair there times under Bruce when, when he went missing and he just seems lately under under Poirier he, he must have this specific brief that exactly, he's given exactly. this 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 and it just goes and he's getting stuck in and that now like whereas before if he lost the ball his head would go down and he'd be going oh like that which, <laughs> which is great to do on a podcast because nobody can see what I'm doing with my hands but, but everyone will but know it, exactly yeah. what you mean but, um, and now it's not he's, he's chasing all the way back he's putting his foot in he's, 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 he's looking to go there and win the ball back which he never really did before I don't, I don't know for me yeah. and also Craig he could have walked away as well 
out of contract. No, I know. He wanted to Especially, stay. you know, he hadn't been because he'd, he'd, he'd been he'd been coming out, hadn't he, and saying he wasn't happy playing centre midfield and all that, and that would have been easy for him to do. Call back and walk away. So you've got to give yeah, him credit for his loyalty too. I'm as well, glad we kept him Definitely. and not call back because he's better than him. Good bit of business. I'd rather have him than call back. I think as well with with Larson when you look, he's he's got 118 appearances now. Um, him and Catamol, 118 each. Um, been there similar length of time, and, and you look at it and you think, you know, the, of those two, um, you know, the kinds of players they were in a few years' time, they'll be looked back on as, well, you know, legends might be a strong term, but, you know, that you'd expect them to eclipse Bardsley's uh, appearance, uh, Premier League appearance record was 176 games. I think Phil Bardsley had for Sunderland. I know what you're saying about the legends. I mean, God. Patrice Cart runs a legend. <laughs> he only scored against yeah. you. That's well, so, that's so I think them two lads have earned that. If, I think if um, if he'd got that goal at the end, I mean, he could have gone down. Like after Colaccini would have gone as well. Because we were saying, well, you know, all right, he, he didn't pull him, pull him back, but he impeded him, and that may have stopped yeah. him ultimately being able to score the goal. He's full of a dive every now and again, Larson as well. So mm, it's maybe yeah. a little bit surprising, isn't it? Well, well did you see? Did, he, he made a point of when he got clattered by Tio because Tio had I'm going back to the same point again but Tio had been sort of totting up and, and Tio caught him and, and people would like around me saying oh get up man you're not that badly yet and I was like it's not because he's hurt he's making sure the referee knows mm. how many times mate you know mm. and he, he made sure the referee knew like they weren't happy with how mm. much he was getting away with well they have to like some of our players in the past like you know you we might as well hark back to the five on because it, you know, the likes of Joey Barton bleating on about mm. it, the sad little man. And it's like, well, you know what? That's exactly what we weren't doing back then. Like, you had the likes of Nolan and Barton referee in that game. Now, it's about time we've got the strong characters. Like, mm. I heard someone say, like, John O'Shea's now played against Newcastle 18 times in his career and he's not lost one. Really? I, I don't know if, I can't verify it, but that's what someone told me. Um, you've got Poyet, another one who's got a bit of a hex on them as a player as well. Apparently, yeah, like, they yeah, all yeah. say it to me. He was yeah, a scourge yeah. of them. Yeah. Well, he scored um, the goals in the semi-final of the cup, didn't he? He always scored yeah. against them. Apparently, yeah. you've got the likes of like Larson. I know he, he's been here. Well, he's, when we've not won, but he's played in the last eight, last eight derbies. He made his debut. Well, one, no, it was the week after he made his debut because he made scored a little goal and then we had the warm derby. He should have been sent off actually for handball on the line. I yes. Remember. Right. Um, like early in early in the game, yeah, um, right. but that was Bruce's last one, and uh, you know what Gary's saying. Audio's uh, only win, yeah, as a manager, and, and you know, well, two numpty managers coming up against each other. <laughs> and what Gary's saying about Larson then is under Bruce, I, I wasn't a fan of him at all then, and, and I think since when he's had sort of better, more intelligent managers, he's they found something to do with him. I, I didn't really want us to sign him. I felt like, oh, we need set pieces, yeah. so we'll bring him in. And then he stopped being good at those. Yeah, yeah. as well. Well, he, I think he, Changed man, though. I think that that's maybe the first season he played in a different system and, you know, he he scored seven or eight goals, didn't he? So, you know, I think that... Well, I could, mean, the thing for me is, like Craig was saying there, but under Bruce, we, that 5-1, that we just didn't have any leaders, didn't have anybody just to say, hang on a minute, lads, this is not good enough, this is a derby game, this is against Joe Castle, let's say... Uh, Let's get hold of the game by the scruff of the neck, sort of thing. We didn't have any of that. No. And you look at Hull now, and I don't think they've got any leaders either. You know, it's just totally symptomatic right. of a, a Bruce I side. Mean, and and Hull, uh, Hull are now going through the, the good old mm. Steve Bruce uh, unwinning period that he seems to have with every mm. club that he's at, which goes on for God knows how. Predictable how long. this would happen for him at all. Yeah. Isn't yeah. Isn't yeah. He dropped, uh, yeah. dropped Huddleston the other week, mm. which was, I think, the first time he dropped them. And it's well, just that's desperation, isn't it? He, he was your main well, man. He's, re he's recalled um, Ince now, and has he? No, oh, he'll uh, deal. Obviously, set the place on fire <laughs> well, every time he goes out on loan. Well, look at the whole really Ben Arthur well, situation. Hull in general, it it all ties in. Ben Arthur, it, that's a cl it's a classic Bruce, isn't it? It's oh, totally. Well, but the do, whole he, thing he'll do a good footballer to do get him. Oh, oh, oh that's why they don't play him because <laughs> he's an idiot. And it was, Bruce, he just he brings them in, doesn't know where he's going to play them, sort of <clears throat> flings them on the pitch with no real clue what's going to happen, and then in a, invariably they go on these running. I mean, of it, to be fair to him, he, he struck it lucky really when he had Jan and Bent and, and that doing well, but then it wasn't his fault that they did one. But when they, it, it was like, right, you're the manager, what's the answer? And he didn't have know. one. He literally just yeah. didn't have one. 
Is there any and other? Uh, I hope it continues on Boxing Day. Any other oh, Geordies we're going to have a pop? No, 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 no. Well, Leaks off. Leaks off. Hello, you see me again. I am Zeg, I am too. They not fell down the pit in the jungle or something. We're going to end. Obviously, you know, we're not far from the end, so if we're talking about individual players and midfielders and stuff, I think a special mention for uh, Liam Bridcut again. Right, it was right, excellent when he came on. I mean, we have a situation now, don't we, Craig, where we have an answer to Lee Catamore walk and any sort of disciplinary tightrope later on, you just put Bridcut on. Two games in a week, you can play a Bridcut. Mm, I like him better from the start. It took him a little while. It's expected it's a frantic yeah. game, but it took him a little while to get into it, and I was a bit... We were thinking, yep, yeah, right decision, you know, like for like, Catamore's walking a tightrope. Um, <clears throat> Catamore himself probably knew, yeah. I mean, you could see it was great when he went off and they were having that bit, like, talking oh, and that to each other. You just thought, aye, that, like, he's, he's not, Catamore's not the type to go off in the huff, is he, yeah. you know? Like, he knows, fair enough. But then when he did get into it, he was exceptional. He was winning some really good challenges. Can we talk about um, Lee Catamore's what are you talking about face that he does? I quite enjoy it. I mean, it's hard I know to do faces. You can't I know. Do face on on people, you know. people will know. Watch, watch, watch it when he um like he does it after that after he clatters uh, whoever it was after fifteen minutes when he clattered well, the him. Innocent thing, yeah, he wait. kind of walks away and then people having a go at him and he does this face. I'll I'll do it for you and then you can, he just kind of goes. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like that. Yeah. Like, what are you talking it, about? It's fine. Is it as good as a so, so sad face? Um, <laughs> it's better. Oh, right. We need to just do, like, you know, we need an, a visual <laughs> element of this podcast. Yeah. We need to go into Podcasts. the world. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty oh. confident that all our listeners who are on Twitter listening to this will have... Will have t- Searched out the uh, Sissoko oh, thing I right doubt, straight away. I'm not sure if I can help you with the Catamol thing. Uh, really. yeah, I know which uh, one he means. To <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, good. Like, uh, he does it a lot. Where he, it's like Larson kind of did it as well when he missed that chance. Missed that chance at the end. He just kind of went. He kind of like went, <laughs> uh, and then he like did it, he, he motioned with his hands if to say that you know what when the ball's rolling, the referee pulls a free kick back and he does a little thing with his hands right. to say the ball was moving. Right. He kind of did that and then just kind of threw his hands up in the air and just yeah oh, oh, yeah fair enough. I. As if he was like. Beginning to defend himself for a minute or something. Yeah. That was quite. Funny. I think he might be. I think he might be missing on Friday, by the look of it, from what I saw, because they came out for the warm down, and he didn't. He went on, had a little run, and then just was like, no, and walked off. But it's going to be interesting, and that's going to be interesting because somebody made chance for Rodwell. Yeah, well, I was, was going to say it might have been you who made the point last uh, week. Somebody was going to say Rodwell. that Rodwell needs a more specific. We've we, we just said there that Larson's been given specific jobs and tasks and duties on the field and it's helped his game and I think one of you guys said last week it would be interesting to see Rodwell play in that, that position. That's, Ro- that's Rodwell's role going forward. Yeah. That, that's it, that box-to-box player. If that's where he's going to play at Sunderland, if he's going to become something at Sunderland, that's it, for, I think. Like, Big game for him then. If if he comes in, he might not play. Oh, well, he's That'd got options, hasn't he? He's got options. That's the thing, that the injuries are clearing up. John should be fit. Um, and he could should come back and Jack Arini was fit but they just thought we'll give him another training session Gus was saying that um, they said they'd, they'd leave him at uh, leave him at the academy mm-hmm. have trained a day um, and then then they sort of went oh well we're going to bring him then they said stay and then when they, obviously Riviere was out they would have been on the bench um, but as a result mm-hmm. um he he would he would have gone on, but he was fit. But they just wanted to give him a bit, just be sure, which is a good thing. And we won the game, so you know, as far as gambles go, you know, substitutions and making substitutions at the right time and stuff, and and those types of things, making decisions on who's going to play left back and all that, it mm. all came off from. Well, I, I, the Johnson thing that he, he talked about on the audio was very interesting because he said that. You know, most people, I think, probably myself included, when he missed that chance, mm. my first thought would be right to get him off and get somebody else on. But Poy has been proved right. The point was because he made that chance yeah. and showed that he could get into that position. Let's leave him on. And obviously, in a game like that, unless unless he's injured, I wouldn't take him off. You've got to keep him on all the time. It's and I, obviously I'm near superstitionary. And just before the game, in my head, Johnson today, the man, he's. He's done it a couple of times, and it's just a game for him. That game yeah. is he gonna? Is Every he gonna? Time. Well, he, I know he's had an indifferent time at Sunderland. Some might say because um, of the fee and everything. But will he go? Da- will will he go down as a you know a bit of a le- well, exactly. legend? I was going to say he's, he's if he keeps doing no, that. He, <laughs> it's a good point. It's one I was going to raise actually because he's he's kind of paid for his, his transfer fee now because I think because 
you can he won't be remembered for you know his indifferent career or form as Gareth Sane now he's going to be known if he scores against Newcastle at St James Park three years in a row imagine then he, that he's going to he's going to be remembered for that do, now does, isn't he does that mean we have to walk around calling him the Geordie Slayer so you know like Shola was after he one goal in six Young games that and he's, Chris Young used to call that the Geordie Slayer imagine really, if he'd got that we'll one we'll have him on the season. podcast in about five years when he's retired he just talk, Slayer, talking about yeah. his, yeah. his Derby goals <laughs> won't we imagine the Derby special Adam Johnson imagine the go for a pint afterwards if he'd got that if he'd got that um goal last season when he went on that run and he hit the post that would have been one for the collection as well he I, would have I just like been him ranging him up I, I think there's more to come from him under Poyet like as he as he builds a team I think mm. uh, you get a right back who's going to be out going outside him I think you know I like there's still something there I know like not everyone's a big fan but there's something there you, can, you don't score goals mm. like you did on, on a weekend I'd like to see you know. more more consistency like yeah. I'd like to see him do because we know he's capable of it I'd like to see him do it week in week out that would be brilliant I don't dislike him as a player you've got to give him credit for the, he's got a hell of a lot of talent for the, run, for the run for the goal as well just oh, yeah. Yeah. unbelievable yeah. and that was that was pace with the ball he ran running at pace with strength and Reminded in the ninetieth minute, his performance against Fulham last season was quite heartbreaking. And, right. and I think in a way to to, to Nick uh, Craig's uh, little piece, I think um, he's he's Johnson. When we signed him for the money we signed him, he was probably our court hanger, really, wasn't he? Because we hung everything yeah. on a ten million pound kid, right. and we expected him to go and just look great in a good, very good Man mm. City side, and we expected him to just come in and do it by himself. I think. And, Maybe we've we've been asking a bit too much of the mm. lad, me included. But maybe that's a men- that's a mentality that's been drilled into us over the years, where we've had individuals that have have done th- have done things for us. You, you know, we had a, mo- a bit of a team going on under Reed, but we still had Phillips and Quinn, people uh, like that. And then under under uh, Bruce, we had Bent, um, things like that. So we've had we've had like individuals that we've relied on, and now it feels as though. Almost were like one of those teams in the World Cup who are definitely greater than the sum of the parts. Where he's, he's got it sorted out, and we are. It's two. We're two or three players away, and he's got to get the right ones. And I if wish he gets, Fargus, a, I wish Fargus had came. Do you reckon? I've seen him mm, at QPR. I'm not sure. I think about he lets him. It looks like well, a good link. Not for like me, a good link. Following on from both those points, um, <clears throat> I think you're right, Gary, and I think the difference between hanging your team around somebody like Kabai or Sissoko as they're doing now in Newcastle, where they're in the middle, they're at the heart of it. Johnson's always at the periphery because he's a wide man and yeah. he's only going to benefit from having better players in the team around him and if we do manage to get those two or three players he's going to be someone who, who's capable of flourishing I think mm. what, one final point and we're going to hear from Gus first on it and then we'll quickly discuss it because we're more or less out of time I think you know we shouldn't be talking about why maybe no no this has to be the change um, confidence a word that everybody uses a lot which I don't understand but I don't use it all the time. There is no more confidence than when you be the biggest rivals in the last minute. So next week, no excuses. Next week, everybody full of confidence. And then you need to create, you need to put the ball in the net and win another game. Because that's going to change the season. Not today, the next game, you know, winning two or three in a row. Right, this is the important thing, isn't it, chaps? Because, yes, we're beating Newcastle and it's great. But we've been saying all along we need to turn these draws into wins. We did that for one game. We can't let it stop now, Gary. We can't, we can't go backwards now and... And get it, you know, let Hull come in, grind out a nil nil or something. No, I mean, <clears throat> two things really. You, one, I know it's a cliche, but momentum is everything. You know, getting that run of games. I mean, we proved that last season. You know, that run of games to get ourselves out of the muck that we were already in. Um, but two, um, from a personal point of view, I haven't got anything against Bruce as a man, but. I'd really hope we comfortably stuff them so he doesn't come out with a is it because I am Geordie again do you know what I mean I just I cannot deal with that it's just nonsense it is indeed I think that, you know, they've got a good chance all the next you know week or so to, to get six points I don't think it's unrealistic to think they could and you've got to look at players <clears throat> you know who might be out like possibly Larson Wickham's out if if Alvarez is banging on the door, you know he's saying, "Play me, play me, play me." Like Poyet's saying, "Right then, you can go and play there, and like let's see what you've got." And that that's a good thing. And players have got to take responsibility then on the pitch and prove themselves and make it difficult for for Poyet to drop them. And, and like Craig says, same with Rodwell, right? Yeah, There's your exactly. chance. There you go. There you go. Exactly. Um, but but it, I, I mean, just remember, it's funny. I kind of forgotten last season 
when we beat them 2-1 at home Newcastle who did we play the week after and get beat 1-0 yeah, oh all the way. God, yeah. So it's the other way around this time, like the way, and then we're oh, playing, playing well. Then though, oh no, I'm not saying yeah. it, it's a complete parallel or whatever. Or whatever. Mm. It's just funny the way the fixtures sometimes line up like that. And then Villa's coming up as well, and Villa is it was a game away that Jack Arini missed that chance from like minus one yard. Like, I don't know how he got it yeah. over the bar and. You know, it and he got a, a disallowed offside goal at home with him, didn't he? And he did, yeah. Uh, so it's which like was harshly those kind of yeah, fine yeah. margins we're talking about, like turning nil nils into one nils, which we did our best not to do on Sunday, but eventually did it. If we can create that many chances again, surely we're going to put away teams like Hull so. in the t- terrible form they're in. Well, you, you know, the Fle- you know, if Fletcher can get himself in the right position to have, be the recipient of one of those chances, you, 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 you're fairly confident that he's going to stick. Stick them away, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you never know, do you? It's like you just never know with Sunderland, do you? You just don't know. But, you know, there might be a bit of excitement, you know, Boxing Day coming off the back of the derby. Boxing Day games always, you know, there's, you know, there's an extra, you know, bit of edge to it because everyone's still probably half cut or on the way to being fully right. cut <laughs> again. <laughs> um, so, and, you know, people, got, people get tickets crowds, for Boxing Christmas Day, and that. Yeah. And, you know, Alvarez coming in a bit of excitement. Hopefully, yeah, I think it's it's positive. But it's we'll just, be talking about. It just sounds too easy. We'll it, talking, just, <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't work like we'll that. We'll be talking about. When you're a um, Southern fan, it doesn't work. We'll like be that. talking about a nil-nil or a one-nil um, loss. No the whole game. We'll week. be talking about the whole game and the Villa game tomorrow night on the Interlight Podcast mm. on FM Podcast. So that that's coming every t- the next two Tuesdays. And Wise Men say will be back for for the new year, January the fifth. So. We should we should have done like a highlight of 2014, shouldn't we? Be, that's what we should have done, but we probably haven't got the time. Time inclination, it. I don't think. Unfortunately, <laughs> all of us <laughs> being mental in it. Right, okay, we'll wrap this up. Kind of year, like. Yeah, we'll wrap this up now though, because uh, we want to go for a quick. Yeah, you went to Emily and I didn't. No, I don't want to talk yeah, about. We want to. <laughs> we want to go, go for a quick. Drink. Imagine, I mean, it could be, it could be, it could be worse. I, it, a pint. It could be worse. You, you could have lost a derby and not got to Wembley all in the space of a week. Oh, that's a burn. Aye. Mm. Exactly. You know. On that note, thanks for listening. Over and out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.